Creative Reboot, the ultimate podcast for creative souls, small business owners, side hustlers and dream chasers. I'm Carla, brand photographer and visual magic maker for colourful, magical weirdos and also a professional multipod. And I'm Sarah, creative copywriter and branding photographer for awesome female business owners and aspiring author. Welcome to this week's episode of our Creative Reboot podcast. And this week we are talking about emergency planning because, you know, you never know when an emergency is going to happen, do you, in your business, Carla? You don't. No. And you need to be ready for it. So we figured this is a topic actually that Carla and I have talked about quite a lot and still have done nothing about. But hey. <laughs> do as we say, not as we do. Exactly. <laughs> So let's let's talk first of all about what we mean by an emergency. How do we define that, Carla? Um, so, I mean, I feel like the past 12 months has probably redefined emergency in Certainly terms has. of business. Yeah. But um, for me, it is if I am incapacitated in any way mm. and can't do my business. And that could range from, I don't know, breaking my ankle so I can't drive to a shoot yeah. to being totally incapacitated and unable to... Um, you know, even virtually run or direct anybody else to, to do what I'm doing um, and trying to make sure that there's something in place for any and all of those situations. See, I think, I'm a planner. Yeah, <laughs> I like, I like it planner, suits yes. me to plan these things. Yeah. I think where you mentioned there about like a broken ankle, for example, I, I personally wouldn't class that as an emergency because I'm still in a position where I could get in touch with clients to reschedule and, and stuff like that. So... Okay, let me re-clarify. So you are a normal human being who does not fall out of flip-flops. I mean, <laughs> oh, like, I'm... on the way to a shoot, I break my ankle when I'm I get out of the, the car way, to refuel you? the car. <laughs> like, that's, that's the most likely time for me to break something, <laughs> is when I'm already en route. No, you're totally right. If I've broken something and I can get in touch with clients, then I would do the rescheduling myself. Yeah. But um, For me, I think it's times, more about that, um, yeah. that ability to contact them. If you're... Yes. A, like for example if you if, if you've been in an accident big enough that you're in the hospital and you can't get in touch with people mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and um but i think i think there's an element of last minuteness to it as yeah well. that makes for, sense. for me it's that like i mean maybe because i'm just really clumsy i don't know <laughs> um but also i mean i think part of it as well actually on a serious note is um is that i have several different businesses so it could mm. be that one of my businesses has an emergency which impacts the others it's yeah, unlikely but it is possible yeah. everything is possible so um again this is just me so i mean actually touch wood so far the pandemic's been the biggest thing um n- none of my possible emergency scenarios have ever come to play and then there was a pandemic which i hadn't even considered so yes. <laughs> it's not foolproof but um yeah no i think i think knowing what you would do if something happens last minute and then knowing what happens what knowing what you would do and what would happen if you were incapacitated and somebody else needed to effectively run your business or effectively pause your business for you mm. um that that would be my definition yeah of that's emergency i think the pausing bit it would be key for me there because especially when you're talking about along the lines of a creative business where people have booked you for your creative uh skills and input basically so like i it i I absolutely probably could, you know, call another copywriter and say, hey, I've got three clients waiting for... But they're going to find that really hard to turn around and and jump into my shoes and try and write for clients that they've never met before. So actually, what I would need is for them to pause that and get in touch with those clients and say, hey, look, she can't 
um, do, do the work right, right now. now yeah. But yep. yeah, exactly. That's yeah. I think that's. I mean, I think actually, I'm just going to add to that. I think there's going to be other times where you are not exactly incapacitated. But, for example, after my dad passed away, mm. which was more sudden than any of us, I think, had expected, yeah. um, I was on the outside totally functioning and on the inside not really functioning. Exactly. So yeah. a lot of the emails I sent during that time, I don't remember. A couple of people have said, oh, you know when you said such and such? And I'm like, nope, not sausage. So in that, having learned from that experience, actually it would be really good to just be able to hand the reins over and say, hey, this is, um, this is something that I... Um, you know, this is something I need to go and deal with, and I need to give all of my attention to this this thing. It yeah. might be bereavement. It might be some. It might be something good. I don't know. But there are definitely going to be times in your life where, although you could do the thing, you could pause your business, you could contact your clients. Actually, you probably need somebody else to do just it. do that for you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Or even um, another. Yeah. From on that same kind of line, like mental health. If you're having, you know, yes, struggles with mental health. Good. I mean. I think I've I think I've referred to this on the podcast before, but um, I had um, <laughs> Rachel who doesn't exist. I mean, I do have a couple of friends called Rachel, but uh, Rachel as a VA doesn't exist. Um, and I sent emails from Rachel mm-hmm. to my clients when Dad passed away on the saying Carla's out of the office, but she'll be back as soon as possible because I didn't have the mental capacity at that point to deal with the stuff I was having to do for the funeral and everything, and also dealing with clients. So it'd be mm. easier, but. But it felt like if I went to my clients, they'd be like, oh, but can you just answer? I mean, I'm sure they actually wouldn't have done because my clients are or lovely. Or even just but dealing I wasn't with working the, as well. Even dealing just with the, the emotional aspect where they, they might be saying, oh, I'm really sorry to or, hear this. Or, yeah, yeah exactly. it, was just, it was just one more thing I couldn't deal with. And so I, I recruited myself. <laughs> Signing it from someone else made it easier for me to be more detached as well. Mm. So I found that really helpful. So, yeah, I think there's like different types of emergencies, but I think it's... Um, um, and they're not... I want to say they're not always bad, but I think sometimes unexpected things happen. Yes. So it's really good to have planning yeah. for the unexpected. I agree, yeah. definitely. That's yeah. I mean, you used to be part of the emergency services. How would you define emergency? I think it is that unexpected is is the is the main thing. And it's unexpected and something that you are struggling to deal with, basically. So oh. you need some outside help. Um yeah. Yeah. And then I think the thing that we, the reason that we kind of thought this would make a good episode is because probably, I mean, I'm really interested to see then if there's a deluge of people who come in and go, actually, I've totally sorted out. But when we first talked about it, we realised that although we have next of kin type people in place, who people who would come to the hospital with us, people who can make medical decisions for us, people who can make financial decisions for us. um, And that's all set up because that's normal. Mm those people who we love very much would have fuck all chance of running our businesses because they don't really know how our businesses run. Exactly. Either because our businesses are unconventional or because our businesses are perfectly normal but in an industry that they're not familiar with. Yep. Or actually, I think in both your and my case, they're just not self-employed. Yes. So it's it's just not natural. They wouldn't necessarily think of the things that need to be done. So it's about starting to lay those things out so that either they or somebody else, ideally, who does know how a your business runs can yeah. do that in, in it is something as simple as places. like you know Stuart love him I tell him about things that I do but he wouldn't have a clue how to use ClickUp for example to find <laughs> Neither, to be fair if you looked at ClickUp and you'd never seen it before your your immediate reaction would be oh my what god what the hell is this so, yeah, what exactly. is this yeah. yeah where do I get and especially as everyone something like ClickUp is um like completely customizable to every person and business as well so even actually two people using ClickUp might not re- you might not might not necessarily well I don't think we use it in the same way we don't do think we, we do using it for no. broadly similar businesses yeah, yeah so. but we could at least um, have processes in place that we would where we'd be able to find something I think I at least so. know where the search button is in ClickUp I'd have a clue that is helpful <laughs> <A> yes <small laughs> <clue>. <laughs> 
Just think, and, and you likewise. Exactly. Things like that, yeah. you know, where I keep all my client details so that they, or, you know, who my existing clients are right now that would need to be contacted to say, hey, she yep. can't do this at yeah. the moment. Yeah, so. exactly. And for me, that's, you know, um, some of mine live in Sheetproof um, and my mm. inquiries live in ClickUp. And there's there's I've got systems that work for me, but actually I do need to either have written down or have talked to somebody else. So I'm in the process of um, taking on my amazing VA properly. Like she's done sporadic work for a while, but uh, taking her on properly. So I'm hoping that that might almost cancel itself out in that she will like this, this process. I know we've talked about using each other and that is also awesome, Mm. but she hopefully will already have some of that by the time yes. there's an emergency yeah, fingers yeah, crossed absolutely. let's hope there's not an emergency in the next two weeks she will be uh, your Rachel exactly she, she will be, be my Rachel yes. except she's called Lizzie so yeah but um <laughs> she doesn't have to she doesn't have to change her name I'm not that I'm not that mean <laughs> yeah I like um, that but I think there's still an argument for if you if you can find somebody somebody who knows your industry because she's epic but she's not a photographer yeah and my businesses are quite quirky because I'm quite quirky and i my brain is quite yeah my brain doesn't work i think my brain makes most normal people cry actually in terms of how i organize stuff so i think there's something to be said for i mean when someone first said the word standard operating procedures to me i wanted to cry oh god it sounds sounds terrifying and yeah and so big but Mm. actually just having even if it is just a notebook where you've scribbled down this is how i do this and this is how to log and also by the way all my invoices are kept in this um, program and yep. all my client details are kept in this program and these are the passwords that might be all it is but at least it gives someone a bit of a clue exactly yeah um, yeah i so... mean actually as someone who obviously i know it's not the same but when you had to do all that admin after your dad had died unfortunately you know that i think even he had lots of things in place didn't oh, he, he was but it was amazing. still he had so much stuff in place and there was still stuff where you'd phone for something and they'd go oh do you have a blah 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 document and i'd be like i don't even know what that is mm. like i mean i'll have a look yeah <laughs> who knows and he had immaculate filing systems he'd already briefed his accountant for what happened if he died like he had he actually had left in a really good which actually did influence my my emergency planning mm. was like, actually if something not again not just the death thing but if something happens to yeah. me, which yeah. means that I can't do my thing, I would really like to not just leave people in the lurch. Well, and that, that is that that's it, always it meant the fear, a lot that we weren't it? scrabbling yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, yeah. Plus, you know, I love my business. If I'm incapacitated, hopefully it will be temporary, which means I would like to be able to come back to it and not have lost all my clients through just abandoning them. Like, exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it, isn't it? It's, it's about keeping those that communication open with your clients so that they they know what's happening. They know you're coming back. It's yeah. just a and they're not of, worrying. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Definitely. Yeah. So, so how do we? What what kind of stuff do we need to? I mean, I th- oh, maybe, maybe it's I don't know. I'm not even sure where to go. What kind of things do we need to think about? What what kind of practical things fit into emergency? Because you know, emergency planning that's quite big. It is. It? You know. Yeah, I think my um, first and, thing and our businesses are quite big. It always goes to things like passwords because. Um, everything needs a fucking password these days, doesn't it? Let's face yeah. it. And a really complicated one as well. You oh. can't have the same one for everything anymore. Well, apparently not, but I tend to. <laughs> oh, but like then that. again, be careful because I tend to do the thing where I have the same one for everything and then one day it will say, oh no, that's not secure enough. So I'll add like, I don't know, a dollar sign oh, yeah. and then on the end. Can I remember? And then bugger me if I can remember yeah. which combination of symbols I've added to the, like it's just a disaster. Yeah, so yeah. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. So actually I have a tip for that, last pass. 
you have mentioned this before actually i i mean at the moment because i use google chrome i use google's own password okay. thing yep happy with um, that but does someone have the password to your computer so they can get to that this is the other thing i mean to be honest my, my, the password to my computer is pretty much the same as most of my other passwords so Stuart could guess okay. um okay. Re- relatively but easily i would but... say okay so i i am going to put my foot down then because i put my foot down with dad funnily enough about a year and a half before he died not because i thought he was going to die but because he would regularly ring me at work mm. and say i can't get into such and such do you remember what you said and i was just like no i don't know what your dropbox password <laughs> is because i can barely remember my own <laughs> so, um and you know i'd obviously have set it up but i don't remember other people's yeah um or, or worse i would have set it up he would have typed in a password and not told me for security reasons and then would expect me to know it that's not sustainable it's not so no. i was like look you need to use this thing called LastPass. it's free it's great you can it's free on um a type of device so you can use it either on mobile or on desktop okay for, free if you want to use it on both and you pay like i don't know it's like 30 quid a year it's not a huge amount of money mm-hmm. um and it automatically updates when you change a password it automatically updates it automatically nice. fills um it, it's just a brilliant it's a really well designed little bit of kit i'm sure there are others but that's the one i've always used and honestly when he passed away that was gold dust because without that we wouldn't have been able to get into his yeah. um, anything not we didn't so obviously we went through all the proper routes for um you know banking and that kind of things so but there were things like um you know the dropbox that had his um work um you know the stuff that he'd written for work in his his business stuff in we needed to get at that we needed and i just don't think we would have managed it without that that master so what is one master password you can give to someone and they do actually have a thing where you can nominate somebody and they they have like you only give them access when they activate a this person is dead type option yeah so i think there there are there are secure yeah there are routes that you can go rather than just write because i also wouldn't advocate writing your passwords down and leaving them i've always around. been very wary of doing that anyway i mean I, I my parents are writers of passwords and you go to the it's hilarious you go and sit at their desk and there are literally bits pinned to the notice board password for this and uh, but do you think I'd actually have a clue which password is for well, where? Well, this is what I was going to say. So, because mum often said, I mean, we don't do, we don't, because dad and I are very techie. None of us have ever written passwords anywhere. But then that has its own problems because then you're desperately looking and you're like, do you know what? You probably could have tucked it into the back of the dictionary in the filing cabinet, like, or in the bookshelf. No one, no one would have thought to look there. Yeah. Um, there is a, a thing of, you know, if um, and I tease mum quite often. I'm like, oh, you know, if a burglar comes in, how's he going to know what to steal? And she's like, that is a point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I even think um, about it's even to their their own detriment at times. When I when I was last in Malta, my dad had to, uh, I think he had to access his bank details or something. So he got his little notebook out, tapped in the password, and it wasn't it wasn't the right password. So he's then had to go through the whole process of creating a new password. When I've then found, if you flipped over the page, there was the updated password that he'd put there. He just hadn't crossed off the old one. So. Systems, yeah. Technology, yes. But, mm. but I think, I mean, I do think it's a security risk leaving your password. I w- I'm not advocating writing Mm-mm. your passwords down anywhere, but I am advocating making sure that they are stored somewhere secure and that somebody you trust has access, not access to them all the time. So we had talked them. originally about giving each other um, access. Uh, this is Sarah and I had mm. talked about giving each other access kind of straight away. But actually, um, that's not something I think we necessarily need. Although what I would recommend doing straight away, like actively, is giving somebody else um, admin access or at least editor access to your Facebook page ah, and yes. your LinkedIn pages because that 
that's not if you're incapacitated. That's if Facebook has a hissy fit and just chucks you out of your own page, which has happened to two separate people I know for no particular reason. They have eventually managed to get back in, but only because they had somebody else trusted who was there who could say, actually, yes, this person could add them back in and Facebook could go through that procedure. And do you know what, though? Actually, for for some businesses who run their entire business that way, that could constitute an emergency if they get knocked. That would be an emergency. Yeah. Yeah, I know people who have said, like, that's, well, if that's where they run their shop and everything. In fact, one of my. One of my very early clients for one of my other businesses um, had that. They ran it entirely on social media. Mm. And um, and the reason they came and wanted a website is is that they said, you know, actually, if if this goes down tomorrow or if there's a hack, I've lost my whole business and all my customers and I've got no way of getting hold of any of those people. So I really need a website and an email list. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's, that's a thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I think that is something I would I would advocate doing straight away is have it get, giving somebody, um, again, not so they can... It's got to be someone you trust. It's not, you know, you don't want someone that's going to troll your Facebook page for fun. Um, <laughs> Damn, don't give, don't give me your password. Funny then. though that would be. <laughs> yeah. And it's also got to be someone who won't be bothered by the notifications. So um, I've uh, recently actually taken oh, myself off quite a few yes. pages that I was admin for that I don't need to be admin for anymore because I'm constantly getting notifications and I'm just like, I don't, what, what yeah, is this? Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I would say that's something to do straight away. And then I think the rest of it is just about having it somewhere obvious. So it might be, I don't know, it might be in your desk diary. It might be in a, um, a shared folder with your husband. It might be, I don't know, there's various places that you could keep. It might be LastPass and you make sure that you give someone the password. Mm. If you do give someone the password to LastPass, make sure you give them the updated one. Don't give them an old one because yes. then they'll lock you out of your own account. That's a thing. Um, I don't know. I think I think there's there's ways around that. But I do think it's really important. It's about having a process in place, isn't it, really? And and it sticking is, yeah. to it as well. And you know and... how good I am at sticking to processes, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> this is very... Well, OK, let's talk about this more then. Because we, we, you briefly mentioned standard operating procedures. Let's, I did. Let's talk and then a little I skip bit. past them because they make me uncomfortable. <laughs> well, let's 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 dive into this, can okay. we, please? Because yeah, yeah, of course it's, we can. This is something that's been. It, it does sound very um, corporate, and um, uh, because it comes from the corporate world, let's face it, doesn't it? But it feels formal and it feels big. Yeah. Actually, I think the biggest issue with it is it feels too big for our little businesses. Mm. But just because our businesses are little doesn't yes. mean they don't deserve to have processes. Exactly. And the idea is these standard operating procedures are there, for, especially for things like if you do then get a VA, you don't then have to explain everything to them because you should have it all in writing and with instructions that they can basically follow and do the thing for you. That's basically mm-hmm. it, isn't it? That's my understanding yeah. of of, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. of SOP. So, um, and yeah, but the, the actual task of compiling them... Uh, it's, it's daunting it's very daunting i've got it on my list of things to do it's something i want to get done before the end of this year and so far i just keep looking at it and pushing the notebook away and we're doing something else it's, i mean it's not something when you sit down full of you know the joys of spring on a tuesday morning it's not really the thing that you're like today i'm gonna write my socks yes. that'll be fun well, because there's always <laughs> something else you can be doing other than writing those let's face it so yeah i refer you back to my procrastination <laughs> our procrastination episode, episode my procrastination yeah. tasks yeah, yeah definitely um, but but yeah, so no. So what was so tell me what what would be part of yours? Like what kind of things are you documenting in your um because I think that's the other thing. They they feel like I think there's an element of oh god, I've got to document everything. I'm just not going to do that. So yeah. what kind of things do you think you would cover in your business? I think it would have to be things like uh like my onboarding process for clients. Um you know, where where information goes. My, my plan is to have a fully functioning automated CRM. That's the idea. But it would be nice to uh, uh, have 
um, the, the, the procedures written out for someone who can come in and manually do that should I, you know, that, that be a thing that, that is needed. Um, on board, yeah, onboarding, I'm thinking, uh, I'm trying to think what else now. It's just, it's general, it's like things like scheduling stuff like social media scheduling and, um, oh God, help me out, Carla. I'm trying to think. Now. <laughs> I was going to say, sorry, I've just put you on the spot there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's things like, um, uh, how I contact people, where my templates are saved. Yes. I mean, when I say templates, yeah, yeah. templates are, so I'm very, I do, I personalise everything because I can't help myself mm. and I love talking to people as individuals, but things like, this is where the planning document is kept and this is the link to send to my client. Yes. And this is the brand clarity, this is the up-to-date brand clarity workbook and this is what you send to this person at this stage. Mm. Because for me, this would be a case of actually unless, and so obviously we would reschedule any shoots until I was able to make them. Although I do potentially have people in place who could do event shoots for me um, if if it all went tits up. If you broke your ankle on the way there, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, because events, there's a lot less planning mm. that goes into them. It tends to be that they give me a brief, I turn up, I shoot the brief it's not as 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 personal yeah um so as long as someone shoots more or less similar to me then that's fine um but i'm i'm thinking things like um i mean even stupid things like backup procedure this is where my backups are this this is this is the order in which you know this is where to look for the workflow of who i'm editing and who i'm working with and when my next appointments are and like diarying, I yes. feel like diary dueling is yeah, that would be a really good one actually. It's yeah. a really difficult one because it does vary. Mm. But actually, interestingly, this has come to light quite recently with the chocolate. So um, I said, um, <laughs> I don't make the chocolate; I eat it for tempered. <laughs> it's, it's my standard. When people say, "Oh, what do you do?" and I'm like, "Oh, I just eat it." I mean, I do a lot more than just eat it. I do eat it as well. Um, but Rob and Sonia do most of the making. And we were talking to them the other day, and I, I blithely said, you know, so we're obviously hoping Christmas will be quite bumper this coming year. So I blithely said, oh, well, why don't you train me up? You know, I'm sure I could I could learn. You know, you guys do it. Colin and I could do it. Or we could, you know. And he said, oh, the trouble is um, all of the information, all, all of the like tweaky bits are in my head. Mm. And I was like, that's great, dude. At some point, that's going to have to come out of your head. Yeah, because if something um, were to happen with him, yep, then you're screwed. Yep. You can't make any product. But I said that in a really kind of, um, you know, actually, this is going to have to come out of your head. We're going to have to make, you know, and I was being quite bossy about it. And then we all looked at each other. This is our first in-person meeting for ages because of COVID. We all looked at each other across the room and we're like, actually, we're all doing that. So our brand voice lives in my head. I've got no guidelines written down. Our lovely our lovely designers made amazing brand guidelines in terms of how to use the logo and what fonts and those kind of things. But the voice that we use and the, the way that we communicate um, and the channels that we communicate in, all of those are just in my head. Yeah. And similarly, although we have a spreadsheet of our stockists and our sales and what they've ordered and who they are, the actual relationships are all with Colin. So mm. if something happens to him, so I was like, actually, this is something we're going to have to do. Uh, it's, I think it's inevitable a with a small yeah. company at the beginning. I think, it, but but particularly with a team, I was busy berating one while doing the same thing. Yeah. So I think it is a really interesting one, and then that got me thinking again. I mean, my my, we have excellent ones for ink drops, but they have not been updated in some time. Mm-hmm. So um, that's also something I think if you have procedure documents, you do need to remember to update them. Yes. Um. I mean, I well, this is the thing. Actually, even how I run my business now is different from how I was running it last year. It's changed quite a lot exactly. in just the space of exactly. years. So, so I think it is something that needs updating, and it is that is something you could potentially outsource, but you're still going to have to make the notes because you yeah. are ultimately the person, particularly in small businesses that are one-person businesses. Yeah, you are the person. Like you said it earlier, you know, people are booking you. They're booking your talent, your words. They're booking, you know, your 
photography skills, my photography skills, they're, they're not like there's no one else that can pull that out exactly. of your head except you. Yep. You can pull it out of your head for someone else to use, but you have got to do the initial pulling yes. out. Yes. Exactly. So yeah. um so yeah, so I think it's it's kind of everything, isn't it? I think it's kind of all corners of your bit. I think the most important part for me is um probably client contacts and who who is in what queue doing what and who's waiting to hear I think from me. certainly from the in the aspects of an emergency yeah that's in an emergency that is my yeah, yeah. Main in concern. an emergency that would be the main concern even to the um, point I of think... you know that that is potentially if you've got a VA that is something that a VA could be doing for you but yeah. someone needs to let your VA know that you're incapacitated well, exactly. and so yeah, exactly. you still need to have something yes. in rather than her just being like oh I haven't heard from her for ages. she must yeah, be busy exactly. yeah yeah <laughs> exactly. totally so you'd still so, need to have that yeah. There still needs to be that initial kickoff, yeah. Even if all um, you had think... was a post-it stuck to your computer that said, "In the event of an emergency, please call this person and tell I them." I literally might do that this evening because then um, at least that could start the ball rolling. Yeah, it starts the ball it? rolling. So, yeah, 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 definitely. So yeah, um, I think that's really yeah, that's a really good good call actually. And you would hope that someone would you know have access to your office and be able to look at even if they couldn't get into your computer, they'd be able to look at your desk and surroundings. Yeah, um, bright pink. Make it bright pink. <laughs> Yeah, bright pink. Well, the trouble is, I've currently got four post-it notes, and they're all bright pink. Oh well, so they're neon yellow for you. Or something. <laughs> but yes, no, I think that's really sensible. Um, it, it's it's kind of getting that ball rolling, and I think the other thing to make sure doesn't creep in here. None of it has to be perfect. You do not no. have to have somebody. If you are stuck in hospital, you do not need to have somebody who is, um, you know, running your business in exactly the same way that you would in a perfect fashion. But what you do need is for the person who is doing the you know, client contact and that kind of stuff, not to inadvertently ruin your business by being completely different. Mm. So, for example, I have had friends in the past who have offered to um, get involved in my business, usually when I'm still working in a corporate job and they're excited by my my kind of extracurricular business that I'm running. <laughs> and they say things like, oh, you know, and could I help, blah, blah, blah. So a couple of times I've said, oh, yeah, that'd be great. You know, why don't you write X, Y, Z or do me a template or something? Mainly because it's interesting to see other people's perspectives. Yeah. And then they come back and they say things like, dear sir heretofore and you're just like oh god you no, can't no. do anything in my business because no that's not how my business is <laughs> i love you but and no heretofores yeah i love you but stop writing like you've got to stick up your bottom um but that's, that's not that's not a criticism that is how they have to write in their role yes so it's not like they're not deliberately but it's not right for my business yeah. and that would ruin my business because i say with love and knowles because yeah. underwater unicorns so somebody to say sincerely carla people would be like what the fuck happened to her yeah exactly <laughs> yeah who is this person um, this is not who carla. is this person yeah, straight yeah, away it's just the wrong... so it has like either the person has got to be a natural fit for your business or if it's someone who's doing it and they've got no idea about your business then there needs to be guide a guide to how you communicate because that is very, very personal. And I find with small businesses, it's completely different to how we think business as a whole is conducted. Mm, so I yeah, do think that's important. That is important. I agree. Um, I mean, I do also think, like, when we had this discussion with Rob, I said, you know, actually, if you... Because he was like, oh, God, what happens if I, like, break both my legs? And I was like, well, you can direct us from hospital. Uh, yeah. You know, you can do sit you know there what? in your cast in the corner of the unit and shout at us while we're doing stuff. Legs you know, is still not use a problem, your brain. exactly, because your mouth and so your brain still work. It's only going to be a few work. days while yes. you're... Yeah, so, yeah. But, but it's those few days. You know, in, in 99% of cases, it's probably only going to be a few days that 
um, that you might be out of action. Mm. But you don't want those few days to inadvertently derail your business. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Especially to say yeah. if you've got a, uh, you know, if something happens right before you've got a deadline and yeah. you aren't contacting that person because you yeah. can't, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think actually while we're on the subject of kind of practical things, I wonder if there's also something to be said for if you have scheduled social media, does somebody need to hit the pause button? Hmm, possibly, yeah. Or do you want the stuff to come out? It depends what stuff you've written, I suppose. But do you want stuff to continue to come out so it looks like you're absolutely fine? Or if you are, you know, say like you said, you know, if it's a, a mental health issue or a bereavement or something, do you really want your perky, happy social media stuff that might generate inquiries while you're just behind the scenes not really functioning? It's a good question to ask, actually. I have to say I don't really um, know the answer to that one. I think it would have I mean, to I'm depend on how I you're... was feeling. So Yeah, well, you're much better at socialing, socialing scheduling. Oh, my good God. <laughs> also words I would say, but not always. So I mean, sometimes. <laughs> scheduling social media yes. and, um, and having consistent social media, whereas I do tend to just post. In fact, funnily enough, I have today removed myself from a few places so I can reevaluate my social media mm. uh, relationship because I'm not loving it at the moment um but um if it's kind of instinctive and you post every now and again and it's very obvious that you're posting every now and again when you feel like it i think that's less of an issue but if you have a steady social media presence and particularly if that social media presence um invites inquiries direct messages comments if you're going to be out of action for anything more than about a day oh excuse me you probably want to pause that somehow so that you're not building up unanswered inquiries yeah or do you you know if if you or is it or is pausing on your behalf yeah reply on your behalf but i'm also the other my other sort of thinking would be you know if you if you are the kind of person who is regularly scheduling social media god that's really hard to say Um, isn't it just (laughs) that's not just me (laughs) even when i thought about it um yeah if you are that kind of person who is quite regular with it and then suddenly dropped off the face of the earth is that is how is that going to have a detrimental effect on your business you know that's a really interesting concept because I would say there's two ways to take that mm. either or two ways to deal with that, actually, more, more accurately. So either you continue to post and you hide you hide whatever's happening behind your normal standard la di la di la things are happening. These are these are my posts that I posted. They're going to go out anyway. Or you roll with the authenticity thing and you drop off posting and then when you come back you go hey guys this thing happened mm. and i'm i know which one of those i am more likely to do but that's because i don't fucking schedule even when i'm wholly working brilliantly <laughs> so it's not going to be a major issue so for we, me don't, we all know now what you were doing there's nothing yes. to stop yeah um <laughs> And I don't think there's, I don't think either of those is better or worse than the other. I think that very yeah. much depends on your your business and. How, I mean, again, if it's a product based business, so like for example, for tempered and ink drops, uh, we post daily for both of those, and actually those would probably need to keep going because they're not reliant on me. I mean, they are sort of reliant on me, but they're not. <sighs> I think there's no reason to. There's no reason. I'm not the face of those businesses. Yeah. If you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Whereas my own business, I probably wouldn't post until I was feeling able to myself it's it's really difficult i a few years ago i remember before i'd moved to canada and i was going through a really rough time and i put out a couple of blog posts and i think after the first or the second one a friend got in touch with me who had been following my business and he said to me what the hell is going on with you what's what's the matter um and it was only after i'd kind of talked to him and then i'd gone back and read these posts and i realized just how fucking dark they were (laughs) and this was this was you know on the face of my business so uh, 
it is a, there's a there's a line between authenticity and maybe just sharing too much isn't there i think does that make sense yeah maybe not well again i think that depends on your business to be it fair. does depend. i was obviously um, a wedding and portrait photographer at the time and you know when you start talking about things like depression and um and say that these posts were incre- when i even when i read them after and i was still in a fairly similar headspace even i was quite surprised at how dark they were you know so oh okay yeah um, so it's a bit um i don't know i mean i i don't know i don't have a clear answer to that it's maybe so difficult isn't that's it? one of those things that you kind of do um on the thing um yeah i think um i, I think it's very personal and i think um well, that's kind of the point of this, isn't it? Is yeah. we're not saying what you should do, we're saying what to think about doing yes. so that you can tailor this it to is your true. business. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the most important thing because yeah. even though I know we're quite similar, but I think the way that we, um, the way that we both communicate with our clients is similar and different because we're different humans. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we've got um, different so thoughts and opinions, a, yeah. haven't we? So yeah. yeah. So I would say take this as a prompt to consider what your there is no right or wrong, but but what what would you do? Because mm. it's much easier to activate a plan than to make a plan when the I think, disaster's already happened. I think actually, yeah, the emphasis is is that actually be thinking about having a plan in, in place. Because I see a, a lot happening uh, back when I'm saying back when I worked in the UK as a wedding photographer, I was part of an emergency group on Facebook, and that was purely for people who got stuck in traffic on the way to a wedding or had an accident or you know yes were yeah, ill the like night a, before yeah. or something which yeah. that was actually a really good backup because we you know we would all jump to each other's aid to help if well, we actually, could. Well actually I think I was, I was gonna say I think I've seen at least one of those where they were like the bridge is flooded I literally can't get to the wedding yeah help yeah, yeah absolutely. And people did people yeah, would yeah. turn up and shoot someone else's wedding which yeah. is amazing. But it's important if you um, if you didn't if you hadn't thought about what in, would happen yeah. in, the, in the event of emergency? Would you have joined that group? You know, would you have these things yeah. in place? 100%. So I think. It I is... mean, I do think. Oh, can I? Can I sneak in? I we talked about a while ago what makes a professional, and I would say this kind of stuff yes, makes you a professional totally. far more than how much you're doing the creative thing. That I you're agree. Doing. Yeah. So if it's and this this also counts for so we're obviously we're linking this back to photography because that's where our experience is mm. um, in terms of. Um, well that's where where our joint experience is isn't it so that's an obvious thing to talk about but um even in terms of like um i can't even think i can't think of a good example now but um i think being a professional is part of like looking at what could happen and having plans for it so that your client never suffers unnecessarily yeah so it might be that they have to be delayed it might be that you can't meet a deadline because you've had an emergency but you have all the processes in place to tell them about it explain the situation and then come back to them afterwards and i think that that does tie in, I think, with where, you know, where lots of people judge being professional on, uh, you know, how often you're doing it or how much you're doing it or how much you're making from it. I yeah, don't think yeah. any of that has anything to do with it. Or the quality of your work this, or, yeah. Or the quality of, well, I think your quality of work has something to do with it. But I think if your clients are happy and you are, so things like, for me, emergency planning, I'm going to add, I'm going to throw something else into the mix that we hadn't talked about. For me, emergency planning involves never going to a shoot without two cameras yeah absolutely. even if i'm only going to use one camera and one lens yep. i always have two cameras and two lenses that would be appropriate they might not be the second lens might not be perfect until very recently my second camera was not the same make as my first camera and so would have been a little bit of a mishmash in the edit but actually um it's a backup plan isn't it's it? a backup it's yeah. you, you're probably not going to need it but if you do if something breaks you drop it something awful happens the professional bit means that it's an emergency but it's not really you put it aside and you pick up the next one and you carry on yeah. and you cry about it on the way home when you're away exactly from yeah yeah and my, so, my theory um, there is always as well the the times that you 
Um, you, you know, every single time you take a backup camera, you are probably not going to use it. But the one yeah. time you do not take that backup camera, you can you guarantee yeah. you will need it. And yeah. the one time in a million that you need it, it will have paid for itself a million times over. Yes. Because yeah. it will always be something big. It will never be your like bog standard headshot that you could do again. Yeah. It will always be, I don't know, like a graduation ceremony or a something massive. Something that, that can't be repeated. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so and again that you know adapt that 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 thought to your own uh creative thing of choice, or well, that's, of choice thinking but... about it from the copywriting perspective that is why i work on a system like um google docs because it's uh something very portable i can access it from any computer you know as long as i've got my my password which um <laughs> <laughs> there's a thing yes um i can access it from anywhere in the world having said that though i actually this is probably a good thing to talk about here i when I was, um, I went to Malta before Christmas last year to, to, to spend time with family, but I was working. And we do, do we all remember when Google went down? We do remember when Google. Yes. Oh, I didn't know. That. I thought you were going to say when you forgot your charger. Oh no no. Oh god, that was all. I, you know, I'd forgotten all about it. And it just reminded me. <laughs> yeah, However, I you were say, thankfully, I was able to run out and find an Apple store and buy one, a new charger. Fine. But yes, but um, I do remember when Google went down. Yes. Yeah. It was for most people. It was a mild inconvenience, and I'm guessing for you that meant you. I was in your the business. middle of writing client stuff, and it was all on there. Yeah. So actually. You know, that's something I need to consider if if that were to happen yeah. again in future, what would I do? So that's interesting, actually, because we, we run ink drops um, between Google Drive and Dropbox, obviously, because we well, because when we first started, we lived an hour and a half away from each other. Now we live in the same like 15 minute mm. locality. So it's less of an issue, but still helpful. Yeah. Um, and through COVID, obviously, it's been helpful. Um, but we also have because Anna is infinitely more um useful than i will probably ever be uh, we have backups and we have other things and we have um you know we have like last month spreadsheets so we would only ever lose a month's worth of date like we have other things printed and stuff yeah so um you can see how how involved i am with that process <laughs> can't you? Um, <laughs> but i know that we have other things beyond that so um and again i guess that's a form of emergency planning is that actually we would, we would only have to go and recover a month's worth if our service went down the service that we're using whether that could be our checkout service that could be paypal that could be i don't know a bunch of different things yeah um but yeah i think that's that's a really important point to to note having said that i bought my last lot of uh website hosting on the strength that they use uh, the same servers as google and he said you know in order for our your site to go down hosted with us google would have to go down and i was like nah, i'll be fine <laughs> well guess what it, is, it has been fine to be fair that was like eight months later google was down for like half a day so uh, you know and but but it is you know is actually of all the, the all the options out there it's very reliable mm. um but yes, it's something to consider. It is, um, especially yeah, especially, especially if you're is, working on deadline. Imagine yeah. if you had a deadline that day. Yeah, you know, exactly. One, I, I mean, thankfully, we've had deadlines. Yeah, but. yeah, and even actually yeah. to the point where because I I pretty much run everything through Google. I I can access my emails away from Google, but I typically answer them through there. So even getting hold of clients at that point to say, "Hey, look, Google is down," would to let you know would have been problematic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So. These are all things that we need to consider, aren't they, when, when it comes to running? But it, I think the idea, for me, the idea of the standard operating procedures then in that way is to, is to have your emergency planning thoughts and processes in place. It's, if you know how you run your business, if you've got the processes on how you run your business, you can see where the weak points are and where you need to, what you need to plan for. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it totally does. And I would say, I mean, I would also say don't get too hung up on this. Yes. But I would say the, the best um, the best time to, to create your 
emergency plan is before you have an emergency. This is very true. <laughs> trying you know, to do it in the midst of... Trying to do it when of... you're having the emergency mm. is actually quite stressful. Yeah. So, um, you know, even if you don't think it will happen to you, even if you think... And I again, I mean, I don't want to keep referencing the pandemic, but then equally podcasts are always off their time and um you know it is it's the year that will not be named and now we're three months into four months into another year that i know we'll know yeah exactly um, but i i think there is a, an element there of you know you never know i thought i was quite well prepped you know with my my organizing and and i had last pass sorted and i had um i mean i hadn't told you sarah but i had actually said to mum to um if there was if something happened to me to speak to you and louise because mm. you two know my business best between you and also you two know each other at least in passing yes so you could then communicate and work out who was going to do which bit and that would be fine yeah um and lizzie because she's helped me with my filing knows how my filing works so you know there's all of that i had i had those people and i kind of briefed mum. um i thought i had it all in hand and then i had my my, my uh, well i mean the person that was that would have shot my stuff for me moved to canada I mean. <laughs> oh fine i'm sorry but no but i no, apologize but I, you know i'd also made but you know i'd made contact with other local photographers and we'd worked out a reciprocal arrangement of you know i can't i'm not sure to shoot weddings but anything else that that they needed shooting and mm. vice versa we could sort out so i thought i was super super prepped didn't have my operating procedures down, but I wasn't very worried about that. And then the pandemic hit, and I was like, oh, actually... It's the kind of emergency you don't consider, isn't it? Yeah, until it actually And I happens. had never considered. I had considered what would happen if the weather causes a problem. Mm. I had considered what would happen if my studio was no longer viable. I considered what would happen if all my equipment broke. So I had, I had stuff ready to go. I'd, I'd prepped out what I would need to hire and how I would get that and where I would pick it up from and stuff. Um... I had planned out who would shoot if I couldn't. Yeah. Um, I had planned out um, how to cancel. I had planned out um, event and branding because they're slightly different, like different people to cover those. It had never occurred to me to plan for a situation where nobody would be allowed to shoot and nothing yeah, would be actually happening. Yeah, that's a good point. And so that, that, I mean, I obviously I have many strands to my, my business as a whole, um, you know, to, to being Carla in business rather than a specific business. So it was less of an issue. But I, I did watch lots of people who have a specific thing that they do really struggle because that one thing suddenly you couldn't do. Yeah. And and there was, you know, they then they had to pivot suddenly. So I think there's something there about and I know we'll talk about we'll definitely talk about this. Oh, definitely. Episode, yeah. yeah. Mm. But I think there's something there about having even a small thing because it's always easier to build on something same principles when i left work easier to have something to build on than start something from scratch yes so have something small and then if it all goes tits up you can focus all your efforts on that and grow it it's having an alternative source of income definitely yes. that isn't yes. necessarily affected by something like a pandemic so yeah i mean i also would say i guess to caveat that i wouldn't say plan everything assuming there'll be another pandemic but I think the pandemic has shown me that you never actually know what's coming. No, exactly. Yeah, I think, so, I think the idea is, is, yeah, you need to have a plan in place for if there is that eventuality that you cannot do your job in any way, shape or form. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, and I, I suspect we're not the only people that, you know, had some plans in place and then those plans turned out to be fairly worthless when the pandemic came along because <laughs> they did rely on still being able to do your job. Exactly. <laughs> so, yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So is there, do you think there's anything else we, we should cover? Is there anything else? I mean, again, we would love, as always, we would love to hear what you guys are doing. Absolutely. Um, if any of you have got, um, you know, cast iron plans in place or templates or anything like that, we would love to see them. We will happily link to them. Um, I'm, I'm curious, actually, to know how many people, because it's not something that I've, I've done endless business courses over the years. I've done some online. I've done some in person. I even did Business Link back in the day when that was still a thing in the 
I don't know, 2009-ish when I first moved to Essex. Um, really good courses. They covered accountancy. They covered marketing. They covered, you know, all the legal parts of your business. No bugger ever talked about your emergency It's planning. not something people do talk about, Carla. I don't think it's... Um, it's certainly nothing that I've ever heard any small business mention. No. I suspect the bigger corporations probably have, have all oh, of yes, these things definitely. in place. Well, but I don't know. I've worked on some big corporations that when there were crises... crises uh it was all a bit panicky <laughs> uh, oh my god <laughs> i won't go into any more detail than that but um yeah i think some do and some don't oh, i would interesting. say interesting um but... and some don't have any procedures and then when something happens suddenly procedures arrive yeah and i think as well do you know that it's especially with small businesses where it is usually a one person with all the hats on you know running running without this one person the business does not doesn't continue run. does yeah. it so yeah. To have that but then in that place. probably, I suppose that feeds in because actually when you've got all these hats on, there's usually something more pressing to do and more important and crucial and profit increasing <sighs> yeah, to do yeah. um, than writing your procedures out and working what will happen if it doesn't work. Because actually yeah. when, you're in the, when you're in the midst of that madness, you're not really thinking about what happens if it doesn't, no. if you see what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's a funny one. Mm. I think it's definitely one for, a good one for discussion. I, I hope people do actually kind of oh i hope so yeah i really really hope that you guys yeah um yeah and i mean we don't have all the answers so so as i say as sarah said right at the beginning we've been talking about this for still haven't done it (laughs) a couple of years now and uh well well predating the pandemic these 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 conversations were not uh i I feel like we should oh yeah not as a result of the pandemic not as a result of the pandemic they were not prompted by the pandemic they were literally a couple of years ago we were like actually we love our people very much but they're not going to be brilliant at not because they wouldn't want to, but because they wouldn't literally know wouldn't know how to exactly. get into our systems. They wouldn't know what we had. They wouldn't know. Um, it would probably, you know, you know to try and uh, get, you know, Stu to come and sit down and um, learn it. Learn but it all. Also, yeah, it changes. Yes. So in the last two years, I've changed my calendar system three times. I've mm. finally settled on Calendly, and that's great. But but that means if you. You know, even if you'd had, a, even if you were one of my, um, you know, one of the people that's previously done freelance work for me, you probably would have had Acuity. So you might go, oh yeah, I signed up via Acuity, so that's what she's using. I still have an Acuity account, but it's not up to date. Yeah. So it, it's those little things that you, you kind of need to make sure that, and it is, it does. So much of it lives in our head. Yes. So much of our businesses it live really in our does, head. Yeah. Um. That was a bit Queen Victoria esque, wasn't it? <laughs> it lives in our head. We we have plans, and they live in our head. <laughs> We but know yeah, you I would. We, I, I, we, oh, you're we as well, are you? Excellent. We know what you mean. Yeah, the royal we, yeah, of course. Absolutely. The royal we. Excellent. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm good at a little sidetrack. Me. No, so I'm. I'm really, really keen to know what you guys um, are doing around this, or mm. if this is the first time you've considered it. I would love to know that as well. Absolutely. Um, and if there's anything that you think we haven't covered and we should, obviously give us a shout and we can pop it in another episode. Definitely. Down the line. But we will add in links to the things that we have talked about today into our show we notes. Will. Yes, um, we absolutely will. And yeah, obviously, if you, if you guys have anything to add, let us know, because then we can add them into the show, show notes as well. That would be awesome. With credit, of course. Of course, so. absolutely. Definitely. We'll leave so it there. Note, hopefully there will be no emergencies anytime soon. Fingers we'll crossed, goodbye. absolutely. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love for you to rate us, review us and subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Five stars, please. Uh, where can people find us online, Sarah? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Reboot Co. And we also have a Facebook group, which we'd love you to join to come and talk to us about the episodes. Just search for Creative Reboot Group. 
And you can also go to our website, creativereboot.co, where you can subscribe to our mailing list and get in touch with us if you fancy being a guest or if you have topics you want us to talk about. We'll look forward to seeing you there. <laughs>